Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. If you're learning a new language, or at least trying to, then you're in the right place. Um, my name is Ollie Richards, and I have spent a lot of years messing around with languages, struggling more than I should, but learning a few things along the way about language, languages and language learning, and on this podcast. I'm here to help you with your language learning, your questions, your struggles, whatever they may be. Now, uh, I'm coming to you today from a very different place indeed, and um, it's on my right currently, well actually, no, let me, let me backtrack. As I speak, I'm currently climbing over a gate on a public footpath in the southwest of England. Um, I think it's called a stile, isn't it? I can't remember exactly what it's called. You know where you've got like these kind of bits of wood and you, and you step up and get, you get over a gate? I, I used to know what they're called. I can't remember what they're called anymore. That's what 20 years of living around the world does for you. You end up forgetting your own, your own vocabulary. Um, and um, so I'm walking through a bunch of fields. There's a busy motorway in the distance, which you might be able to hear. But I'm surrounded by trees and greenery, and it's really, really nice. Uh, I, I, I've been enjoying using my, my kind of walking time to record podcasts recently. Whenever I get fed up of thinking, which happens all too easily, and then I kind of just clip on the mic and record a podcast. And the quality seems to be pretty good. So anyway, if you'd like to see the kind of places that I'm at right now when I'm recording these for you, then uh, I've been posting some pictures on my Instagram, at I will teach you a language. So head over there and uh, say hi, and you'll be able to see kind of where I am uh, as I'm recording these. So anyway, we've got a bunch of questions coming in from you guys at the moment, which is great. I will be getting through, working my way through those. Of course, keep, do keep sending your questions because that's that's what I that's what I do here. If I don't have your questions, then you're going to be you're going to be forced to listening to me ramble about stuff for 20 minutes, which nobody wants, and I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So send me your questions at the usual place. I will teach you a language.com forward slash ask. And before we get into today's question, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. The uh, ever wonderful and ever helpful and ever present italki. Italki is where you can get language lessons with a native speaker of the language that you're learning. So whether you want some help with your grammar or with your word order or sentence structure, which is the topic of today's question, or whether you just want to get a bit of good old-fashioned speaking practice in, italki is one of the best places around to connect with uh, native speaker teachers and tutors in the language that you're learning. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can head over to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. That's iwillteachyoualanguage.com, unhelpfully long URL, forward slash free lesson. All right then. Without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Lizzie. Hi, I just want to say that your podcast has helped me a lot on my language learning journey. So my question, I haven't watched or listened to all of your podcasts, obviously, because you have a lot of amazing ones. Um, but I'm learning Japanese right now, and it is so amazing, and the culture is spectacular. But I'm very confused about... I know you've talked about word structure and sentence order in general, 
but I was wondering if you could go specifically with Japanese word order and sentence structure, especially because I know when you talk in different politeness forms, that can change sentences completely. So I know that you've learned Japanese, so if you have any tips on that, like, you know, resources to look at, things to read, must-knows, that would be amazing. Thank you. Hey, Lizzie, thank you so much for your question. And I love getting questions about Japanese. I can talk about Japanese all day long. Uh, and last year, I did, I did last year, because I, uh, I was recording Japanese Uncovered, which is uh, my, um, my Japanese program based on story learning. Um, and I was kind of, you know, for the best part of, a, of the second half of last year, I was just immersed in, in, uh, in teaching Japanese, which is, it's always a, a, an interesting, transition you know when you go from learning a language to actually teaching a, a language and, and I'll, I'll be the first to say you know, my Japanese is not perfect definitely not but what I have done I think what I what I one of the real things that I feel like I have to offer with Japanese is that I've been through this process which Lizzie is talking about of kind of just this overall confusion about what's going on you know and I've kind of been through that come out the other side and um, although there are certain things in my Japanese which you know, definitely could be better, such as my kanji and my vocabulary in certain areas, uh, one of the things that I was very good at getting my head round was uh, this question of word order, sentence structure, stuff like that. And I've, I've met a lot of people and some quite famous names actually who you might uh, know have tried to learn Japanese and talked about how they've eventually given up learning Japanese basically because they never managed to to get their heads around the way that you communicate in Japanese, which in a very kind of simplistic way we could call word order and sentence structure. For me, it's more than that. I mean, and we'll get into that in my answer to Lizzie's, to Lizzie's question. But, um, but there is a kind of process that you have to go through with Japanese. And I would say, you know, most Asian languages in general, just climbing over another gate here. Um, and, um, and that is going from this going through this process of trying to figure out what's going on, trying to, f to follow along with the ideas in the order in which they're expressed, because it doesn't work in the same way as it does in English. And so the process of learning Japanese or, or other Asian languages is really the, the process of learning to think in the order that a Japanese person thinks in. And that's really important to start off with, because anything else you do has got to You've got, to, you've got to, it all sits within this overall concept of learning to think in the order in which a Japanese person thinks. Okay. So, Lizzie, you mentioned word order and sentence structure. I think we can start off by talking about that in a very micro sense. So there are, there are certain things in Japanese which, like in any language, just have to be learnt, right? So there are little things like where the adjective comes and, and you know, so for example, uh, base, basic word order in Japanese, whereas in English you would say, uh, he saw the cat in Japanese you say he the cat saw okay. and so rather than subject verb object it's subject object verb so these things kind of change around right and then you kind of have to learn things like um, you know where adjective adjective come adjectives come uh, you've got to learn where, where where verbs come, so generally at the end of the sentence. You, there are all these little things you've got to learn, but 
and, and this stuff can be difficult if it's the first time you've learned a foreign language and you're just trying to wrap your head around that. But I don't want to spend too much time on this because beyond, to be honest with you, it's not that difficult. It's just something to get used to. And the most, uh, the most useful thing I think I can give you for that is just to say that whatever textbook or resource you're using, just work your way through it, do the exercises. You'll get used to that stuff pretty quickly. And before long, you're just in Japanese, you'll automatically be putting the, you know, the verb at the end of the sentence, for example. If we spent too long talking about that, I'd give you the impression that that stuff is harder than it is. It's not hard, really. It's just, it's, it's just new in the same way that learning any language is, is new, right? There is a bigger picture thing, which, which, is, which we need to think about with Japanese. And this is the, like what I was saying earlier, which is the order in which we express ideas. And this is when we move kind of beyond simple sentences into the way that people talk. Now, I was thinking about the best way to um, the, the, a good way to explain this. And a, an analogy might be a little bit like this. Imagine you're reading a newspaper and you're reading an opinion column. Um, you know, where you get these very kind of opinionated journalists giving their savvy take on things that are going on in, in society and stuff like that. So what you don't get in these opinion, opinion columns is very kind of straightforward writing. People are always trying to be clever, aren't they? They're trying to kind of be creative and artistic in their in their writing and so they should because we all like to have interesting writing to read don't they so let's take a really mundane example Let, let's say let's say that there is uh, somebody writing an opinion piece in a newspaper and they're talking about i don't know social media and the, the evils of social media and how uh, it's, it's uh, you know frying everyone's brain and turning them crazy and, and stuff like that so if this person was going to write a, a piece like that. They might start off by, by, by saying something like, so they might start off with a quote, for example, and then they might explain the quote and then at the very end give their opinion uh, on the subject. So like, for example, they might start off this piece with a quote. The whole thing starts off with a quote like, quote from someone saying, my brain was frazzled. I couldn't concentrate for more than five seconds at a time. I snapped at people and my, my grades at school went down, end quote. Then you might want to explain what that was all about. That was Sophie, a 17-year-old high school student who was struggling with social media, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, that's when the person gives their opinion. So it might be something like, and so I think we should ban social media, the end. All right, so we've gone from a quote, my brain was frazzled, to explaining it, saying, that was a quote from Sophie, 17, who was blah, 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 to then giving your opinion. We should ban social media. Now, for us as English speakers, when we're reading that stuff, we kind of find it entertaining because it's not normal writing. We're reading someone's, someone's opinion. But what we have to do as the reader is we have to be able to kind of hold all the information in our head and read through the entire article get to the end in order to actually hear the opinion of the person that we were hearing from in the first place. All right. So if you, if all you did was read the first part of the article, then all you're going to get is this random quote and you're not going to understand what it's about. Then if you carried on and you read the first, through to the first half of the article, you get the explanation, maybe a few facts, but you're not necessarily going to know what the point is, right? It's only once you re reach right to the end of the article, whether the, this columnist 
the columnist uh, you know says I therefore I think my opinion is social media should be bad like you've got to read right through to the end before you actually get the point okay so for us as 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 English speakers when we read this we're capable of reading this okay but a child might struggle to follow the, th- the thread and you know frankly someone who's not particularly literate or, or educated might might also struggle to follow the, the, the thread of an article like that right that's kind of that, that's that's normal it's, it's a kind of a normal part of kind of entertaining educated um, writing it basically kind of leads you around the houses a bit and that is what entertains us now the thing about Japanese is that all Japanese is a bit like that okay whereas in English we tend to sort of say what we think um, pretty in a pretty straightforward way or at least for us you know it's the way that we're kind of taught to think um, whereas that's the way the things are done in English in Japanese they don't do things that way they do it in a different way so you know a kind of real simple example of that would be if you wanted to say in English the man who I saw yesterday our way of thinking is okay the man say what the thing is and then who I saw yesterday give some more information in Japanese it's the opposite it's like say in Japanese you'd say the, the who I saw yesterday man and so in order to understand that you've got to kind of hold this information in your head until the end of the sentence when you get to man so it's the the the, the what no, I don't know who I saw yesterday okay you saw him yesterday but I still don't know what man the who I saw yesterday man okay right oh the man you saw yesterday so it's kind of it's things are opposite and they turn around in funny ways for like for us as, as English speakers and so this holds true in Japanese whether you're talking about a single sentence or a kind of whole wide uh, paragraph or, or, or an entire article or whatever it may be and so this is a very long-winded way of saying for me the big journey that I've had to go on in in making sense of Japanese has been one of learning to hold information in my head long enough to understand the overall point of what's going on okay let me say that again because it's really important the journey of learning to get comfortable and confident in Japanese has been one of learning to hold information in my head for long enough for it all to kind of come together and make sense and for me to figure out what is is going on and that's the challenge with Japanese whether you're speaking to someone or whether you're reading an article or reading a book or, or whatever it may whatever it may be and that's a pretty difficult challenge because when if you, when you think about like holding information in your head what are the things that you have to hold in your head well you've got to hold vocabulary words which means you've got to know enough vocabulary in the first place you've got to uh, hold concepts you know who I saw yesterday man there's actually quite a lot of stuff in there you know uh, you've got to be able to, you've got to know grammar like basic grammar well enough to um, to just be able to make sense of these little little parts as you hear them uh, so there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that you've got to you've got to know a lot of the language in order to be able to hold stuff in your head in the first place all right so that's the kind of overall challenge and it's a it's a big one and it really takes um, you've got to think of it in that in that macro um, perspective so I'm just opening a gate here because there's no style so I'm having to open up this gate and then climb through so so that's the journey that you go on in Japanese and 
When people fail at Japanese, in my experience, it's because they never really get to grips with that, with that one point. They never get to grips with, with, with uh, like, they never get to the point where they understand enough and they can hold enough information in their head to be able to really kind of converse and express ideas in the way that a Japanese person would. Right? So, <clears throat> what does this mean for you, Lizzie? So it's all very well me kind of saying this, but what I'm talking about here is really a journey of, you know, a, a two or more years to be able to understand, to be able to kind of get to this point. Well, what it means is that you're never going to get to this point of clarity by learning rules, studying grammar, doing all the kind of like the nitty gritty McNuggets of, of, of language learning the way that you learn it in a traditional way. It's not going to happen because there's too much that you need to know. This, this question of kind of getting used to a language and the way things are presented, raising your overall level to the point where you can follow along. Like this is not a question of just learning the, uh, the little rules or whatever. This is a question of just being, just being so comfortable with the language that it just, it just starts to inhabit your, your thinking and your thoughts and things like that. So what this means is that you have to take an approach of of getting as much exposure and immersion as possible to the language. Okay. So step one, as always, is learn the basics. Okay. And any textbook will work for that. Uh, whichever you like, uh, you know, just 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 use you use that. Learn the basics of the rule. But then, as soon as you've got the basics together, what you've got to do then is just spend as much time listening and reading to Japanese as possible reading to. I always make that mistake. You can't say listening and reading to Japanese. Reading and listening to Japanese. You have to spend as much time immersed in the language as possible. And the real, the real trick with this is to find stuff that is at your level. Because in, in again, this is another kind of feature of Asian languages, there's always a huge gulf between um, the beginner material and the native material. There's a massive step up. So you've got to find material which is Kind of in the middle that's accessible enough for you and of course that's that's what i do that's what the stuff that i make right um here at uh, i will teach you a language so you've got to spend as much time immersed in the, in the language as possible and the more that you do that the longer you do that for the faster this word order and sentence structure that you're talking about is going to become clear to you through a process of just getting used to it uh, and that's really, as, as unhelpful as that is, that's really all there is to it. You know, that we were talking recently, uh, I think it was on the podcast, or it might have been in my, uh, my Polyglot Playbook course, um, about the concept of, uh, of being comfortable with ambiguity, tolerance, of amb- toler- tolerance for ambiguity. And this is really key, key with Japanese, because you're going to start... If you do what I say, then you'll, you'll, you'll start to kind of listen and read more Japanese. And you'll find yourself getting frustrated, because this is the, <laughs> what happens with Japanese. You're like, you think, man, this is just too hard. I, don't, this, I just don't understand. There's too much stuff I don't know here. It's very ambiguous. But the more that you can be happy with this ambiguity of reading entire sentences and not understanding, but saying to yourself, you know what, that's okay. I'm doing the right thing. Let's carry on anyway because I'm just overall, I'm just increasing my overall strength, understanding, tolerance, knowledge. The more that you can train yourself to do that, the, 
the, the, the more successful you're going to be. So that's the kind of overall aim. And, and the, best, the best way to actually give yourself an advantage with that is to find material that's not too hard. Because if you try and read newspaper articles from the beginning, you'll, you'll, you'll quickly lose motivation. So you've got to find material which, is, which kind of gives you that exposure through listening and reading, but also isn't too hard, and it isn't so hard that you just can't get to grips with it in the first place. Uh, and so, and that is the, the particular problem I'm, I'm trying to solve in the world um, by uh, you know making material which is which is at that kind of in that middle ground. I haven't done enough in Japanese yet. Really, I want to, I want to do more, especially in the in the book the book side of things. We do have um, Japanese short stories in the works actually with Teach Yourself, um, but they're going to be intermediate level, so they're going to be a little bit harder. Um, than, um, than probably too hard for, for beginner level. But I'm looking at ways I can make more stuff in Japanese. It's, uh, it is uh, one of my little passions, as you know, so I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do it. But that, this, you know, this thing, I really, I really believe, ladies and gentlemen, that this, um, this, this thing of, so tolerance for ambiguity, right? I heard Scott Young from, um, you know, fantastic blogger, uh, post in his New Year, like it was, I think it was a New Year social media post or something like that. He said, one of the things to aim for this year is gradually increase your capacity to do hard things. And it's, I think this is one of the keys to the kingdom, you know? I really think this is one of the secrets to getting better at everything in life. It's, uh, whatever you, you want to do that you find hard, and in my case, I, I find it harder and harder to sit down and read books without getting distracted by stuff. Like the one thing that I want to try and do more of is to sit down and read books. Because in this, uh, you know, in this age, it's just distraction is more and more difficult. It's a simple thing, but it can be hard, right? So one of your aims needs to be to gradually increase your capacity to do hard things. And that can be one, you know, one step at a time, 1% every day, 1% every week, whatever, just gradually try to get better at it. And that, this is what applies to, to language learning and particularly to Japanese in this, in this context. It's like, okay, yes, it's, so you say, basically what I'm saying here is you need to listen to and read more Japanese in order to get used to the sentence structure, right? How do you do that? Through listening and reading a lot. Um, what makes that difficult? Well, it's because there's a big jump up. And then how do you solve that problem? Well, you use material which is like an at your level or not too hard. And then it's still hard, so what do you do? Well, you just gradually increase your capacity to do that thing which you're finding hard. All right, so if you're finding it hard, just aim for five minutes. And then the next day, maybe you can do six minutes. And the next day, maybe you can do seven minutes just gradually in increasing your ability, your patience, your resilience in doing something that's hard. And the more that you do that, the, the more success you will find. You'll find, a, you'll find success coming in a straight line, um, totally proportional to, the, to your, the amount that you can increase your ability to do difficult things. Um, so Lizzie, I, I, I'm gonna guess that that was a completely useless answer. <laughs> Uh, but I think it is the truth, and it is the answer which kind of everything else, it's, the, it's kind of the umbrella under which everything else has to fall, you know. 
yes, there are kind of tricks and, and micro things that you can do to learn about word order and grammar in Japanese, but the, but the, the big picture message is that the only way that you really get used to this stuff and become comfortable with sentence structure in Japanese, the way that people communicate, is by immersing yourself in the language so much that you just get used to it. Okay, so you ask for resources. Um, at the beginning, just use whatever you're using, whatever textbook you're using. Um, like, if you, as, as long as you like it, keep going, keep going through it. Um, if you want something from me, you can look at my Japanese Uncovered course. It's not particularly cheap. Um, but what Japanese Uncovered does is it gets you reading and listening right from the start and the whole thing works through story, right? So you, um, you're kind of combining everything I'm talking about here in one, in one method and you've got... I actually teach that course myself as well so you get lessons from me um, throughout. So that's there if you want it. But you don't need to use that. You can use any, any textbook that you happen to like. Um, and then I would also... From, from, once you've kind of completed your beginner's course try to resist the temptation to keep studying in uh, in quotes uh, because there are because you as long as you keep studying Japanese with textbooks and kanji workbooks and things like that you'll just you'll never finish it's endless so instead you want to step up to reading and listening to real things so try and get yourself some graded readers uh, you might look at uh, like my conversations course for example which we have in Japanese or working on grammar hero as well in Japanese which is a little bit harder than conversations but still um you know that's that's there or and there's plenty of other people around making cool stuff as well but the point is you want to be just immersing yourself more and more in that kind of intermediate level material wow i've gone on for much longer than i intended to uh, lizzie i hope that was helpful um again this is uh my perspective on it um <laughs> yeah what can i say uh i could go on for another two hours that's what happens if you ask me about japanese you see if you asked me about another language, I would have just given you a five-minute answer and just said, yeah, just read and listen. It's kind of easy. <laughs> with Japanese, because I've got, I've had uh, such a kind of long process with it myself, I kind of feel like I've got, a, I've got a duty to convey what I really think about it. So anyway, maybe, Lizzie, let me know um, if that was helpful or not. You can reach me out on Instagram at I will teach you a language. Just uh, if you enjoyed this, take a screenshot of this episode on your phone, post it to Instagram, tag me at I will teach you a language. And let me know what you thought of it. Um, for better or for worse, if you, if you hated it, tell me to shut up and stop rambling. And I will gratefully receive that message. But otherwise, I think I'll leave it there. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask, A-S-K, to do that. And I think it's about time I stop talking. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. You know, on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about quite advanced concepts and ideas in language learning. But I also have a series of courses which are for beginners, because actually, more often than not, people come to me and say, look, Ollie, I just want to learn this new language as a complete beginner. I want to learn Spanish or learn Japanese or learn French. You know, what do you have for me? And this is why over the last few years or so, I've been developing out this series of courses, which you know, I, everyone claims their method is the best, right? So all I'm going to say about these courses is that I've created these courses the way that I would like to learn a new language myself if I were starting out from the beginning. So, you know, it's it's my thing. It's my it's what I recommend. That's as much as I can say about them. The special thing about these courses, the unique thing, is that you learn through story. 
So, you know, I don't go in for any of these kind of technology gimmicks and apps and flashing lights and funny noises and things like that. I teach you through story. So right from day one, I get you reading a story in the language. You're reading, you're listening, right from the beginning, even when you don't understand very much. And then I come in and teach you through these video lessons. I help you uncover the language from the pages of the story, which is why these, course, these courses are called Uncovered Courses. Spanish Uncovered, Japanese Uncovered, Italian Uncovered. It really is a way to learn the language to a very deep level. You won't get the same instant gratification that you get from Duolingo, but what you will get is a solid foundation and thorough education in the language that is going to give you all the groundwork you need to go on to become fluent in the language. If you'd like to find out more about these, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and look for the Courses option in the menu bar. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on Courses in the menu bar. That will show you all the different uh, beginner courses that we have uh, in all the various different languages. Once again, that is IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on Courses in the menu bar.